Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. Jennifer was very kind and caring. Her heart was just so pure. It allowed people to be vulnerable and open with her because she was such a good person. Jennifer Alfonso, 27 years old. She met and married a guy named Derek Medina, who was six years older. She was waiting tables at a Denny's in Miami. He came in and he thought she was sweet too. Single mom, she had a daughter. And the two hit it off. They were married within a month. So marrying the same person twice, is that a good idea? Some celebrities did think so. Pamela Anderson married Rick Solomon twice. Of course, there was Elizabeth Taylor marrying Dick Burton twice. Richard Burton. Line. Eminem married Kimberly Scott twice. Richard Pryor married his wife, Flynn, two times. Barbara Walters, who's considered to be a pretty smart gal, married Merv Adelson twice. Natalie Wood and Robert Wagner married twice, and she ended up falling overboard and floating like a piece of wood in the water. Sorry. And Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson also married twice. That one didn't end too well either. And Derek and Jennifer's second marriage, well, it didn't end well at all. Derek Medina wore many hats. He was a writer. He self-published digital books about communication and saving the world. He kind of like had a global view on things. He was also an undefeated amateur boxer and an actor. He posted clips of himself on social media, boxing and doing all kinds of stuff. He craved attention from the outside world. And both of them, Jennifer and Derek, had an interest in the supernatural, the occult, uh, zombies. He put up cameras in the house in hopes of capturing a spirit or a zombie. And the two may have been quirky, but they were good together until they weren't. They were sort of interested in things outside of the mainstream, but they made a really unique pair. They would just fight about silly things. He would break up with her often. He would throw her things to the side, insult her, and then ignore her. Jen used to call them Mexican standoffs. She would surrender often. You know, she loved him. Yeah, she loved him. And down the road, that would be Jennifer's downfall because Derek eventually filed for divorce, but that separation didn't last long. So Jennifer moved into an apartment and she was doing very well. And then he started contacting her again. The very next day they were getting married at the courthouse, like the very next day. That seemed a little knee-jerk, huh? Boy, wow. Jennifer's friends became concerned for her welfare and safety after the second wedding. He was very, like, like sick in the head. He would tell her things to make her sad or to scare her. And when Derek found out that there was some guy at the Denny's restaurant where Jennifer worked hitting on her, he said he was going to take a gun to the restaurant and threaten him with it. And we would tell Jennifer, like, hey, he's a little crazy. Like, he's going to kill you, man. And she, she would just look at us and laugh. <laughs> yeah, right. One morning, though, in August of 2013, the couple got into a fight. It was about something trivial. He was supposed to wake her up and she overslept, so she got mad. So after throwing a few things at him, she went downstairs to make her daughter some pancakes. And about 25 minutes later, Derek can be seen on the home surveillance camera confronting Jennifer, who's still angry and in the kitchen. Then you can see Derek head back up the stairs and then return with a firearm. When Derek comes downstairs, he has his gun with him. 
Jennifer then grabs a large knife from the kitchen drawer and tries to defend herself. Derek disarms her of the knife and puts the knife back in the drawer. Then Derek points his weapon at Jennifer and unloads the clip into her body. He shot Jennifer, who was unarmed, eight times. In full view of the camera, you just see this swirl of gunpowder. And it really was a chilling bit of footage. Derek heads back upstairs, puts the gun back in the closet, and then goes in Jennifer's daughter's room, who's 10, and tells her to stay there. You know, no regard to the fact that he just shot her mother dead and she's lying on the kitchen floor. You can go to the website, a50wftl.com, click on Karen's crime blog. I have the surveillance video from the camera inside the house that shows the shooting and also the aftermath. It showed him coming in, arguing with Jennifer. It showed him leaving and then re-engaging. And we know that he's shooting at her. So here's the scene. Derek shoots his wife dead in the kitchen while her young daughter is upstairs. He tells the daughter to stay in her room, goes back downstairs, and the home surveillance video shows him pull out his phone. As he's standing in the doorway of the kitchen, he pauses for a moment, then turns away with his phone screen still lit. Then he looks back at the body and calmly zips up his hoodie and exits the apartment through the front door and locks it behind him, with Jennifer's bullet-ridden body lying in a pool of blood on the kitchen floor. Her knees are bent underneath her, as if she had been kneeling, and her poor daughter still upstairs. When I saw it, I realized that it was real. I just can't believe it. And the audio is from True Crime Daily. But what was even more creepy was that Derek had snapped a picture of Jennifer's dead body. I mean, covered in blood, he took a picture with his phone. And then he uploaded it to Facebook, to his page and her page as well as saying, rest in peace, Jennifer. Some thought it was a zombie prank, but it was dead serious. I woke up to a whole bunch of messages and calls. I thought it was a joke. I thought that Jen was really playing some role in Walking Dead or something, and I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. Makes you happy. The post with it went something like, Rest in peace, Jennifer. So I was just like, what the did you just say? See you on the news. Like, did you, did you kill your wife for attention? Like, why did you kill this lady, man? That's Jennifer's friend. And so this is not a whodunit. The husband shot his wife. There's video of the shooting on the house security system. And he's taken a picture of her lying dead on the kitchen floor. And he posted it to social media. He then put up another post to his Facebook page telling all of his friends that his wife was hitting him and he wasn't going to take it anymore, so he shot her. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore! He also said he fully expected to spend the rest of his life in prison or get the death sentence, and he said, You'll see me on the news. I did it, and I hope you understand. Take care, Facebook people. (laughs) So he went and turned himself in to the South Miami police. They take him into custody and find out that his stepdaughter is still in the house with her mom's body. He turns himself in to the police department down the street. Then police rush back to the house, break the door down and get the daughter and find the body. They find Jennifer's body and then they go upstairs and they find the the daughter and they put like a sheet over her. 
head so that she wouldn't see her mom's body as she walked past the kitchen. And here's what the interrogation sounded like. Early this morning, you turned yourself into the South Miami Police Department, correct? Yes, sir. And why did you do that? Because I'm not a killer. I do not feel that I am uh, guilty. This was self-defense. Derek said Jennifer started it. She threw things at him because he didn't wake her up. And then she started throwing stuff, objects towards me as a weapon. What exactly was it that she was throwing at you? Um, towels, um, mascara, um, creams. I got hit in the face a few times. We all know how beauty products and fluffy towels can be turned into lethal weapons. Did you sustain any injuries at that point? No. And at that point, did she leave the room? Correct. So according to the surveillance video taken from the house cameras, Jennifer heads downstairs and she's followed by Derek. Did she have a weapon in her hand at that time? No. Did there come a point where you went upstairs and obtained your firearm? Yes, after I was being punched, yes. What did you do next? I went downstairs, you know, confronted her, saw what she was doing and she had a knife in her hand. Did you have the firearm in your hand? Yes, I did. Did she say anything to you at that point? Yeah, I'm, you know, you're not going to kill me, blah, 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 and just like, you're a and all that stuff. According to Derek, he got the knife from Jennifer and he put it back in the drawer. Was she armed with any other weapon at this time? No. What happened next? She just started firing punches like crazy and wouldn't stop again. But she was really, like, like, really attacking me. Like, I was getting out the way, I got hit in the arm, and she was, like, going for my temple. I felt like she was, you know, she was trying to just take me out. So after she hit you in the kitchen, I fired. How many times? I fired away. I shot her. Where did you shoot your wife at? From the neck to the stomach. And do you know how many times you actually hit Six your wife? Six to eight times. Oh, well, everything that was in there hit her. Everything that was the full round. He's proud of himself. Every shot hit. It's like he had a tight pattern at the firing range. So every five, every round that you fired hit your wife? Correct. When you shot your wife, did she say anything? No, she just kept on trying to attack me. She was in shock. She had an expression like she was shocked, but she still was trying to swing at me, trying to lunge at me. And what did you do with the gun after you shot her? I put it upstairs um, in the closet again, and then I, I talked to my stepdaughter. I told her to keep this door closed. Don't come downstairs. And then I went downstairs, I took the picture, and then I just locked the door. What did you take a picture of? Of her. Was she deceased at that point? Yes. And why did you take a photo? So the family would know and be notified and they can rush over there and get my stepdaughter. And what did you do once you took that photo? Uploaded it on Facebook. Wait a minute. So he takes a photo uploads it on social media in order to alert her family that their granddaughter is alone in the house with a dead body. Right. I think a phone call would have sufficed instead of alerting the whole world about your handiwork. Was there ever a point in time where you were a amateur boxer? Yeah. What was your record as amateur boxer? 25 and 0. And that means that you never lost a fight? Correct. What injuries did you sustain today? Um, I have marks on my chest, my right side of the chest, and my left arm is bruised. Severe pain. Are any of those injuries life-threatening? No. 
I mean, it feels like it. They, they said it was just bruised, but I don't know if it's fractured, but I feel severe pain towards the left arm. Did you feel that her punching you in the arm and chest would ultimately kill you? Correct. I was more concerned about the temple. Then let me ask you, the injuries to your arm and to your chest, mm -hmm. those were not life-threatening injuries, correct? No. Well, maybe my chest. Maybe my chest, yes. My arm, no. My chest, yes. So an undefeated 25-0 boxer felt threatened by his tiny wife who was unarmed. Right. She threw a towel and mascara at me. I was afraid. And why did you not call 911 from the residence? Because I figured that I had to solve it on my own. At that point, Derek Medina is arrested and charged with first-degree murder for the cold-blooded killing of his wife, the only zombie caught on their house surveillance video intended to capture spirits. But his defense attorney blames the victim. If you look at the video and if you watch what happened, the aggressor attempts to lure the other person to keep facilitating the fight. That's what Jennifer Alonzo did here. So two years later, Derek Medina, now 35, goes on trial in a Miami-Dade courtroom. The murder of Jennifer Alfonso was a huge case in Miami. We've had a lot of bizarre murders in Miami, um, but this one really was in a different league. Just because of the fact that Derek put Jennifer's body on Facebook really said something unreal about the digital age. And there was a circus-like atmosphere in the courtroom. The atmosphere in the courtroom was very emotional. It was very raw. The prosecutor, in her opening statement, said the evidence is clear. He shot her. Not one time to get her off him. Not twice to make her stop. Ladies and gentlemen, the evidence will show that he emptied the clip. Eight shots at Jennifer, causing 21 entry and exit wounds. And what did he do then? He did what people do when they win. He told people about it. He took a picture of her, and he posted it on Facebook. Derek's self-defense claim flew in the face of the evidence and his own words. He brandished his 380 handgun, then Jennifer grabbed the knife. And you know what happens when you bring a knife to a gunfight. You lose. According to Mr. Medina's statement, at what point exactly did Jennifer pick up the knife? After he entered the kitchen with a firearm. The defense also claimed that the home surveillance video shows Jennifer walking to the front door, opening it a crack to set off the sensor to lure Derek back downstairs. <laughs> Derek's defense for the trial was that he acted in self-defense and that he was a victim of, uh, of, of spousal abuse. How far did she open that door? A crack. She did that to lure Derek back downstairs. And the interactions that occurred after that resulted in in the incident in the kitchen. Jennifer's young daughter also testified and blamed her mother's death on her stepfather. And then, closing arguments. All of the evidence supports that he premeditated, which makes him guilty of first-degree murder. And what she did, the position she put herself in there again, constitutes the justifiable use of any Then, after just six hours of deliberations, the jury reaches a verdict. We, the jury, find as follows as to count one of the indictment charging first-degree murder. The defense, the defendant is guilty of second-degree murder. It wasn't self-defense. His life couldn't have been in danger. And if it was for one second, it was only as a result of him bringing a gun downstairs. 
Three months later, Derek, who did not take the stand in his own defense in his trial, decides to speak during his sentencing hearing. I will be suing this world. I did not get a fair trial. And I will be taking action. I will be suing. Nothing further. And Oh, God knows the truth. And nothing further. I guess that lawsuit would be like plaintiff Derek Medina v. The World et al. defendant. I guess it would be a class action lawsuit. Just a wee bit of legal humor, which probably should be illegal. Anywho... Derek Medina was sentenced to life in prison for fatally shooting his wife eight times during their argument, a slang that gained international notoriety after he posted a photo of her bloody body on Facebook. The Miami-Dade Circuit judge imposed the maximum possible sentence on Derek Medina, life in prison. A medical examiner testified that the eight shots were all fired downward toward Alfonso and that the position of her body on the kitchen floor indicated that she'd been cowering on her knees when she was killed. Medina was also convicted of illegally firing a weapon inside a dwelling and with child neglect because Alfonso's 10-year-old daughter was in the home at the time. The girl was in the upstairs bedroom and did not witness the slaying or find her mother's body, thank God. But she was left alone for several hours while Medina went to turn himself into police. Now, the judge sentenced Medina to 15 years for the weapon conviction and five years for neglect. The defense and Derek believe he didn't get a fair trial, but... There was a substantial amount of evidence that we weren't able to introduce. We had photographs in her phone with regards to satanic rituals. There's a lot of things that we had that we wanted to introduce, but the court limited our ability to educate the jury with regards to that. It was a tragic case. I mean, to die, why not just walk away? Why kill her? I think Derek wanted to show the world what he had done to finally get that attention that he had been craving for years. And he got it. Well, that wraps up Full Rigor. I hope you enjoyed this one. It was kind of crazy. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Full Rigor Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and download all my podcasts. I've got over 120 of them and over a million downloads. Yay. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, thanks for joining me.